the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Kettering Baptist Church. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. Here's what I I need to tell us this morning. You've got to make it up in your mind. Are you going to kiss or are you going to cling? Are you going to cling to the promise of God of starting a new way or are you going to kiss the opportunity of starting a new way? Goodbye. Orpah just kisses her mother-in-law and she's off to the races. She's gone back to start over the same way that she got to where she is. She goes back to Moab to go back to her family's house to start all over from the point in which she had left. But Ruth says, no, I'm clinging to the possibility of a new way. And in regard to that, and in response to that, verse number 15 says, she's gone back to her people and to her God and returned after her. But but Ruth says, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. Here's her vow. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. And your people shall shall be my people and your God shall be my God where you die I will die and there I will be buried the Lord do so to me and more if anything but death parts you and me now this is what I call a serious dedicated committed vow she's not just talking out the side of her mouth no deep down in her heart she has committed and dedicated not just her life but also her death to a whole new way. Ruth says, I'm willing to start over a new way that I don't even know. I'm willing to leave my homeland. I'm willing to leave my God. I'm willing to leave the familiar, my family, and my friends to follow after you, Naomi, and I'm going to take up your God, and I'm going to take up your people, and I'm going to take up wherever you live, and not only wherever you live, but I'm going to be committed to it until I die. I wish I had a few people that was willing to make those kind of vows that I'm going to do this thing and commit to starting over a new way, Lord, until I die. She's committed to this thing. She's determined about this thing. And her vow says, I'm leaving everything that's comfortable to follow you, Naomi, because I've seen in you, Naomi, the God that I know can make a difference in my life. If you want to be willing to start over a new way, whether that's a job, whether that's relationships, whatever, we've got to be willing to start by making a new vow to do it a new way. Don't go back into the next relationship the same way you did the old one. 
don't restart the marriage after there was problems and try to get back to where we were. I hear that all the time. Pastor, I just want us to be like things were. Well, if you get back to like things were, in a few years, you'll be back to where you are again. I mean, because where you were got you here. And if you go back to where you were, you're going to be back here again. No, you got to start over a whole new way. And you've got to be willing to make a vow, I'm going to do this a whole new way. Here's the next thing that I want us to learn out of this story of Naomi and and Ruth, uh, specifically Ruth. Um, Because of her willingness to make this vow to the Lord, she's exhibiting her willingness to start over a new way. By the time you get to chapter 2, verse 1, it says there was a relative of Naomi's husband, because they've gone back now, because Ruth determined she's going back. Naomi can't talk her out of it. They go back to Bethlehem. They go back to Judah. They've got this relative, a man who has great wealth, family of Elimelech. His name is Boaz. This is what happens. Listen to verse 2. Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. Not Boaz specifically, but anybody. And she said to her, go, my daughter. And then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And as she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now, what this Moabite woman, and you need to understand, a Moabite is a pagan. She's not an Israelite. She's not a Jew. She's of a different nation. She worships false gods. She's now in Bethlehem. She's already shown her willingness to start over by making a vow. But secondly, what what we're going to learn from her is you've also got to be willing to take a bow. What I see in this Moabite woman is she's willing to go and bow herself, humble herself, bow down to go pick up scraps and leftovers in the field of whoever will let her do it in a foreign country where nobody knows her and she's got no friends and no associates and the only person she knows in Bethlehem of Judea is Naomi and she only knows her because she happened to marry her son which was against the law in the first place but now here she is a Moabite woman looked upon differently in a Jewish land where even in a Jewish land she was not to be sought after she was not to be looked after but here she is willing to humble herself to go pick up the scraps just to help out in the household here she has returned with Naomi Naomi comes back to Bethlehem of Judea and all the people are excited to see her but Naomi's not excited to be seen matter of fact Naomi has a bitter spirit on her and Naomi says I left out full but I've come back empty my spirit is empty I'm broke I'm busted I'm disgusted I've got no husband I've got no sons everything I had is gone but I've got this daughter-in-law who was determined to follow me and here this daughter-in-law is also willing to humble herself and go out into the fields of anybody who will let her uh, pick up the scraps and she's willing to do that to bring them back to my house you got to be willing to humble yourself to bow she's willing to bow herself in humility 
to start over from being in Moab because in Moab it could have been better. If she had stayed in Moab, she probably could have went back to her parents' house, slept in her own bedroom, went back to her Barbie dolls and kicked her feet up and let mama cook the meals while she just enjoyed the fellowship of being back home again. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? But she didn't want to go and start back over the same way. She decided to start a new way. And so starting a new way sometimes will involve, let me say not sometimes, all the time will involve being willing to humble yourself to take a bow from being so high and lift it up. And so she bows herself, and if I can park there for just a moment, one of the major problems with us in trying to start over a new way is that we're not willing to humble ourselves. We, we're living in houses we can't afford, but we're too proud to just let the house go and go live in the hood where we can afford. Help me, Lord Jesus. Uh, no, I'm not living there. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm past that. No, you ain't past that. It's a house. It's, it's heat. It's a, it's a roof over your head. It's, it's food. But nah, we're too proud. And so we're still trying to do what we were doing when you don't have the resources that you used to have. And you're still trying to look like you got it when you don't have it. Why don't you just let the car go back and drive a hoopty if that's what you can afford. Don't be out there trying to get a loan at 27% when the going rate is 4% just so you can try to show out like you got something. No, humble yourself. Yeah, you used to make a lot of money. You ain't making that no more. Break it down. Yes, your marriage was good, but now you need a counselor. Humble yourself and go to counseling. You used to have everything in order. You used to be able to process things right. Now you need a therapist. Now you need addiction treatment. Go to therapy. Humble yourself. When you really want to start over a new way, you are going to be willing to humble yourself. You've got to come down off your high horse, as they used to say. This is what's hindering most people from starting over a new way. And then what we do, we just push rewind and go back and do the same thing all over again. You made it through the house bus in 2006. Lost that house. Okay. Stayed in an apartment or something for a little while. Didn't want nobody to know where you stayed, so you ain't tell nobody where you was at because you were too proud to let anybody know. Oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, I got a little move thing going on right now. Now that you done recovered a little bit, and you're going to go right back and do the same thing all over again? Go back and buy another house you can't afford? No, we need to humble ourselves. Be willing to come down and do what's necessary to survive just as Ruth is willing as a Moabite woman to go out and pick up scraps from whatever the reapers drop in fields of Jews who don't like her, who can't really connect with her according to the law. She's willing to do that, and she's willing to do that, watch this, because she realizes that starting over a new way means I've got to humble myself, and she's not just thinking about her, she's also thinking about her mother-in-law. Can we at least sometimes think about somebody else other than us? Okay, okay, we, we don't like this, we don't like this, we don't like this, Pastor, we don't like this, 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 this ain't good, this is not good for, for my ego, this is, I'm not preaching for your ego, preaching for you to have a new start, a new way, we passing a new way in 2017, so we're not ego stroking for you, so you've got to be willing, you've got to be willing to humble yourself, and you've got to be willing to bow down 
and humble yourself because listen to this you will never know what God can do until you humble yourself and let him exalt you instead of you exalting yourself humble yourself and let him do the exalting when you exalt yourself God will humble you help me Lord Jesus but when you humble yourself then God will exalt you you just don't know the favor and the blessing that God wants to drop on your front door but you've got to humble yourself to get there you got to be willing to bow you got to be willing to bow uh, all right let me see if I can move on here in in um, starting over a new way we've got to be willing to make a vow we've got to be willing to take a bow but thirdly we've got to be willing to let the Lord provide the wow God wants to wow you do y'all hear what I'm saying he wants to He's looking for an opportunity where he can wow you, where you can just be knocked back on your heels and go, wow, look at God. He's waiting for those opportunities. He's looking for the chance. I believe God just gets a smile in heaven when he can blow your proverbial mind with the blessings and the favor that he drops in your life. He's looking for those kinds of opportunities. Here is Rue out in the field picking up scraps. Here in verse number 8, I'm, I'm in chapter 2, verse number 8. She's out in the field picking up scraps and the Bible says, then Boaz, that's the rich relative that was related to Naomi. She didn't know this. She's just picking up scraps in the field and she's walking through the fields and then she comes to the field, unbeknownst to her, of Boaz and when she comes into Boaz's field, Boaz comes and he asks a question and says, whose woman is that? Help me Lord. It pays to have some favor on your life. Yes, it does. Help me, Lord Jesus. It's not so much how beautiful she is, it's that she's got favor for doing the right thing. Help me, Lord Jesus. I know that some would say she must have been finer than fine. I can't necessarily testify to that, but what I do know is God put something in Boaz that made him interested in wanting to find out who she was. This is how God works. God will make, <laughs> he'll put in the spirit of somebody just an interest in you for no reason at all no reason that you can figure out and yet here she is gleaning in the fields I'm sure she wasn't looking her best because she's been doing it all day long walking through the field picking up scraps picking up dirt digging in the sand she probably was dirty probably was filthy probably was tore up from the floor but Boaz came along and said whose woman is that and then Boaz comes up and says wait a minute I need to tell you something, uh, Ruth. Don't go nowhere else. Let me tell you, when God gets ready to bless you, you don't need to go nowhere else. It's right here in the text. Boaz said to Ruth, uh, you listen to me, daughter. Uh, you, will, uh, you will, won't you? He says, do not go and glean in another field, nor go up from here, but stay close to my young women. I'm trying to tell you, look at how God's favor just gets poured out on you. When you, when you, when you are willing to make a vow and take a bow. Look at God beginning to provide the wow. Don't go nowhere else. And listen, Boaz talks to Ruth like God talks to us. Boaz says, in essence to Ruth, I will take care of you. 
<laughs> you don't have to go nowhere else. He says, let your eyes, look at verse 9, let your eyes be on the field when you reap and go after them. That is after my woman. I have, have I not commanded uh, the young men not to touch you? He says to her, look, I will not only provide for you, as Philippians 4.19 lets us know, that my God shall supply all of our needs. We don't need to go to no other God because our God will supply all of our needs. But also, he says, I will protect you. Boaz says, I got you, girl. I will protect you. I already told the men, don't even put your hands on her. Even as God in Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. God speaks through Boaz even in the favor that God wants to speak to you and I when we start over a new way. I've, I've set things up for you, uh, woman. Listen, he tells her, not only do you not have to worry about anybody bothering you or touching you, and he says, look at verse number 10, and, and she fell down on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner. Let's look at God. Here is Ruth in just in awe of what just happened. She's been wowed by the power of God. I wish I had a few folk that could testify on this morning that God will wow you. Yes, he will. He'll cause you to find favor in places that you shouldn't find favor. He'll have people take notice of you, mentor you, help you, serve you, cover you, protect you you, provide for you, and all you did was walk with God. Why did I find favor? Sometimes I have to look up towards heaven and say, Lord, why me? Why me? I'm not deserving. I'm not worthy. But God loves to wow his people, and he begins to pour out, if I can say it this way, he begins to pour the wow out on uh, Ruth's behalf, and she's trying to figure out what's going on. And Boaz says to her, he answers and said to her, listen to this, uh, it has been fully reported, amen. In other words, everybody knows what you've been up to, uh, to me, that all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work and, and, and a full reward be given to you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come as to take refuge. Look at that. Uh, when you come and take a refuge under the shadow of his wing, uh, God will take care of you. Uh, he tells uh, Ruth, look, I'm, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to protect you. I've got you covered. I'm not only going to feed you, and I'm going to protect you when you get thirsty. I don't want you going worrying about getting no water. I got you because I'm the one that provides the water. I've had my men take care of, of providing the water. And I love this because God speaks to us the same way, just like he spoke to the woman at the well in John chapter 4. He said, if you had known the gift of God and the one who's talking to you, you would have asked of me, and I would have given you living water. I am the living water that will provide for your thirstiness. You don't have to go seeking water nowhere else. You don't have to go seeking having your thirst quenched nowhere else. Just follow after me and I'll bless you. 
And I'll make sure that your new start is full of wows. I wish I had some people that have been down in the doldrums, who, who've been down in the low parts of life, who've struggled in some things and know that God will give you a new start. I, I wish I had some people who could testify this morning that they've been through hell and the high water, but God gave them a new start and God shown up wowed you. If you don't know nothing else about the Lord, let me tell you about some of the wows of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Wow! That whosoever believes in him should have everlasting life. Wow! He came and lived 33 years and died for our salvation. Wow! Rose again on the third day for our justification. Wow! Look at God pulling us up out the deep muck and the mire clay. Wow! Look at God putting your feet solid on a rock to stay. Wow! Look at God going down in the country, bringing you up out your country roots, bringing you to the city and the suburbs. Wow! Look at God taking you from a one-bedroom, putting you in four. Wow! Look at God. You used to ride on the back of a wagon. Now you're driving a Mercedes-Benz. Wow! Look at God. You are on your way to hell, seeking to rise no more but the captain of the sea. make a vow, God, I'm giving my life to you. Lord, I surrender all to you, and I admit and acknowledge I'm a sinner that needs to be saved. You just make a vow to the Lord that you're willing not only to abide by now, but you're willing to abide until death do us part. Yes, Lord. And then you got to be willing to take a bow. Humble yourself. Don't be afraid to walk up in front of the church and, and tell people and let people see that you're giving your life to Christ. No, you walk down to the front of the church with all boldness and authority. Uh, because it doesn't matter. You got nowhere else to go. And so you might as well come to the master of the sea because he hears despairing cries. Help me, Lord Jesus. And then as you come and give your heart and your life and your mess to him, you let him provide the wow because today is the day that you have opportunity to start all over a new way. You can go back just like Orpah did, but Orpah never experienced any wows from the living God. She just had to go back and do the same old thing, the same old thing, the same old thing. But, but not Ruth. Ruth started a new way, and Ruth begins to see the miraculous hand of God doing things she never could imagine. Help me, Lord Jesus. Ruth ends up marrying a rich man. Help me, Lord. She wasn't a gold digger, but the gold came to her. Yes, Lord. And look at God. When you do things the right way, God will bless your going out. And God will bless your coming in. I wish I had a few witnesses this morning that knew God will take care of you. Yes, he will. And so I want to encourage you today as we close out this message on this morning that you just let God move in your life so that you can start 
a new way. Be willing to make a, a vow. Be willing to take a bow, but be willing to let God provide the wow. Father in heaven, thank you for your word on today. Thank you for your amazing grace that has saved us even now. God, if there's even one in this place that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior of their life, come into their heart today. Save them. Deliver them. Lift them. Fill them. Rescue them. If those who are struggling and hurting God, let this be the day of a new start in their life. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's a ministry. Maybe it's a family situation, a relational situation. But let today be the day of new start and new beginnings and going a new way other than the way we've been before. Have your way in this place and we'll give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515 Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Veritas Collegiate Academy is an international classical Christian school educating students. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.